Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,559. The topic is training and the title is How to Personalize Your Back Training. Now I've done a couple of these personalizes. Uh, We have podcast 1,550, which was for chest training. Podcast 1,554 was for leg training. And after both of those, I actually got really good feedback, which is awesome. I love when people reach out about the podcast, offer suggestions when you give feedback on things. I truly appreciate it. It really helps. As the podcast has been growing, uh, we're on pace to hit over 8,000 downloads this month. Uh, As it's been growing, we've been getting more people uh, tuning in. I I like to have a feel of whether or not this is useful stuff. (laughs) So... As you think of things or as you have any feedback, please feel welcomed and encouraged to reach out. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. Okay, so today we're going to get into it. We're going to get into some back training. The personal considerations, what do we have to account for uh, in an individual basis for back training is upper arm bone length and the frequency in which you do heavy deadlifts. So a lot of clients, uh, they like having what would be termed like power building where you do bodybuilding but you also do some strength stuff as well i have clients that do purely aesthetics you know i've helped people earn pro cards drug tested non-tested i also have clients that do purely strength-based work uh, and we get elite totals you know top 50 in the nation kind of stuff really really happy with all that kind of progress and then also you have people who like to do a little bit of both (laughs) so for everyone who trains their back in some way, uh, I, w- I do want to touch on exercise selections and how that can help us get better results for our efforts. If you're going to be in the gym and you're doing things, you want to make sure you're doing the right things. <laughs> so in back training, when you're doing back movements, whether it's for growth, for aesthetics, or, or accessory work for strength, for strength athletes, if you have a long upper arm bone, that is going to cause more bicep recruitment in your back movements. So you will have a harder time isolating out your back away from your arms. You're going to feel like your back work is mostly arm work and you would get maybe a decent width to your lats, but you're not going to get very good thickness. That's going to be something you struggle with. Whereas if you have short upper arm bones, you have less bicep recruitment, more back involvement in everything you do. So pretty much anything you do seems to work. <laughs> you might still have issues with, you know, getting thickness compared to width, depending on if you're accidentally choosing the wrong movements, if you don't have a good balance there. And hopefully the rest of today's stuff will help you understand that more. But if you have short upper arm bones, back training in general is just easier for you. And then the frequency of heavy deadlifts matter a lot. If you deadlift heavy often, at least once a week, uh, you're going to be growing your upper traps and you're going to have a lot of lat tightness that you're unaware of. Uh, You're going to grow like the upper part of your lat under your armpit, but you're not going to have really well-developed lower lats. Uh, Now that can be different if you have uh, long femurs and or uh, like if you have a more tilted over position in your deadlifts. However, most people in deadlifts try to get the least tilted position possible. That's why people, a lot of people do sumo, try to get their upper body already uprighted. The more uprighted your upper body is, the less lats will work, uh, have to work in your deadlift. And that's actually a good thing for efficiency. So if, um, like for example, I have long femurs and short upper arms. That means that my deadlift, I have to be very tilted forward when I deadlift. So I get a lot of lat recruitment. It's not uncommon for me to get a lat cramp 
uh, when I deadlift. But if somebody has short femurs or they have really long arms, they can get a very uprighted torso when they deadlift. They're not going to get a lot of lat involvement. But deadlifts in general build the upper back by building your upper traps and your upper lats. They miss the lower traps and mid-back and the lower lats. So if you're wanting to develop those things, then you have to specifically prioritize uh, back selections that target the lower traps and lower lats. If you're not concerned with aesthetics, and you're like, it doesn't really matter, I just want to be strong, you still have to be careful and make sure that you create a well-balanced back because the lower traps are absolutely important for overall shoulder mobility and health, which would impact your positioning for squats, the barbell on the squats, and your shoulder health and bench press. So if you mismanage your lower trap and lower lat development, you can run into shoulder issues and complications with positioning uh, in squats and bench press that you will be unaware of that they are related to mismanaging your back development. Okay, so exercise selections based on upper arm length. Let's start there. If you have short upper arms, everything works for you. You're a jerk face and everybody hates you. <laughs> but uh, really, as long as you mix it up, you know, just try not to be too repetitive in whether you use narrow grip versus wide grip or overhand versus neutral versus underhand. You want to mix up your angles. You know, if you're always doing pulls from, you know, below you, try mixing in pulls from above. So there's more than just rows and pull-ups. You know, there's a lot of angles in between straight up and down and straight horizontal. So you can put a bench or a chair or a block or something in front of a, a cable pulley machine and pull from various angles a lot. Uh, people underutilize that a lot, and it's kind of surprising. So you can get a lot of different angles, a lot of different hand positions, a lot of different hand widths. Uh, just mix it up. If you have short upper arms, mix it up. Now, if you have long upper arms, you are going to have, as we said, greater bicep recruitment, so you're going to have a harder time developing your mid-back specifically you are going to have to choose wide grip options more often. So again, if you have long upper arm bones, you want to default to choosing wide grip options more often than narrow grip options. That's very important. The wider grip you take, the more the mid-back is forced to be involved, and that is going to help you develop your mid-back. The other thing is you want to also focus on shoulder extension on the eccentric, on the release of any kind of pull up or pull down or row. You want to let your shoulder actually be stretched forward so the muscles in the mid back have to splay open, like pull open uh, in the eccentric stretch of the movement. And then when you contract, you need to contract via the mid back. You want to think of squeezing your shoulder blades together before you bend or change the angle of your arm. So your elbow angle should not change when you start a contraction. At, uh, when you start the contraction. Your mid-back, your shoulder blade, should squeeze together first, and then the elbow angle will change. You, it's extremely, extremely important. That's just, I mean, I can't extra, uh, express how important that is for people with upper arm bones and when you're wanting back development. So quality of movement will be far superior than quantity of weight. If you go too heavy, your bicep angle, your elbow angle will contract first. Your biceps will initiate the contraction. And then your mid-back will contract, but it's almost going along for the ride. Once momentum is created, it's just contracting uh, under momentum. 
You want the initiation of the contraction to come from in between the shoulder blades. That's what should squeeze and contract first before the angle of your elbow changes. This is very important, okay? So make sure you go light enough that you can feel that mid-back contraction. So, little side note is I have a partial tear in my right bicep. Uh, I was a young punk one time. I was at a gym. They had a seated cable row that went to 300 pounds, and I was like, this is ridiculous. Who the hell is going to do 300 pounds? And I was like, I wonder if I could do 300 pounds. <laughs> so I did it. And, um, you know, later that night, my arm kind of felt funny. The next, you know, couple weeks, my arm was really ticked off. And I, I went and saw a physical therapist, all the stuff, da da da. Found out I tore halfway through the connective tissue of my bicep tendon. So I have about a 50% tear. And at the time, they said, you know, you can choose to get surgery to get that fixed, or you can just wait and see what happens. Well, I didn't have insurance, didn't have any money, so I wait, waited and saw what happened. <laughs> and uh, I have actually never gotten it fixed. What was funny about it was it actually helped me get better back development. My back grew immensely after that injury because it forced me to focus on quality rather than weight. My back is significantly bigger, actually, because of that bicep injury. So it was actually forcing me to do what I'm telling you to do without the injury. So don't get the injury. Learn without the injury, okay? But I promise your back will grow if you focus on quality. Give it, you know, 8 to 12 weeks. Take some pictures and then, you know, train like a crazy person and do well for 8 to 12 weeks. Make sure you get your food on point. Then take more photos. Then do that again for 8 to 12 weeks. Take more photos. Do it again. So in like six-ish months, you will see significant difference in your mid-back if you focus on quality of mid-back contraction rather than pulling through the biceps. You can also play with specific grips that decrease bicep involvement. So there are what's called mag grips, maximum advantage grips. You can just search for that. Uh, and rather than having like a bar that you hold on to, there it's a funky design that you basically just hook your fingers over. So you're pulling through your fingers rather than clasping and gripping something and pulling through like a closed fist. That's actually excellent for a decrease in bicep involvement. I actually started doing that when I was really young without knowing that that was a smart thing to do. So I can actually deadlift. I've deadlifted over 600 pounds without wrapping my thumb, just in finger strength. So uh, it's just over time, your fingers will get really freaking strong if you just think of hooking with your fingers rather than clasping and, and squeezing with your hands. Then you can also use things like wrist straps, uh, whether that's like a cuff that you put around your wrist, or you can use uh, something called like a jump strap by Spud Inc. Uh, they have like these wrist kind of straps that I use a lot for reverse flies and things, uh, where it basically pulls through your wrist bone, the wrist joint, rather than pulling through your grip, and that's obviously a really good way to reduce bicep involvement as well. And then also, you can choose more stiff arm movements. What this means is like straight arm pulldowns. You can do straight arm pulldowns with or without scapular contraction. It's a great way whether you want to target your lower lat or target the mid-back. If you do it without uh, scapular retraction, it's going to be a lot of lower lats. If you do it with scapular retraction, that's going to be more mid-back, lower traps. So you can kind of play with either one of those variations. 
and then also mixing in various angles of shrugs. People too often think of shrugs as standing straight up and down, but you can do horizontal shrugs on a cable-seated row or a chest-supported machine. So it's not uncommon for me to have clients mix in. Maybe they'll do an alternating between a shrug and a row, a shrug and a row, a shrug and a row, or they'll do 10 shrugs and 10 rows. But we do a lot of uh, multiple angle and especially horizontal angled uh, shrugs. So you want to get into doing a lot of that stuff as well. So that is a lot of the exercise selection uh, information based on upper arm length. Now, what we would do for deadlifts, if you deadlift a lot, we have to balance that deadlift stimulus. Some simple changes is when you do back exercises, do a lot of underhand options. Now again, you have to make sure you can track through your mid-back, not bicep contraction, uh, but underhand options helps to reduce the upper lat involvement, and you get more mid-lat involvement in mid-lower uh, traps. So a lot of underhand options. A lot of powerlifters, they tend to do a lot of like narrow neutral grip rows, and it's like, oh man, you're just doubling up on everything that the deadlift is hitting, and you're missing a bunch of stuff. So if you're doing a lot of deadlifts, you don't necessarily need narrow neutral uh, rows. You know, mix in more underhand grip, mix in wide grips, neutral grips, uh, get out, uh, uh, wide neutral, get out of that narrow neutral position that you're doing too often. And you definitely don't need overhand, uh, wide overhand, that's basically what you're doing with the damn bar in your hand. So get out of wide overhand grip and narrow neutrals. Get into wide neutrals, get into angled underhands. There's like a lot of new handles now where it's not just you know, a straight bar anymore, where it's just straight underhand or straight overhand. There's a lot of angles available in the world today. Uh, so get into some of those weird grips and handles. You can get a pretty easy knockoff set of mag grips on Amazon for like 100 bucks, and it gives you like five to six different uh, grip options. So really look into that. That would be worth kind of getting in your gym bag and taking with you uh, if your gym doesn't offer that kind of stuff. And then uh, also, like, you want to work on those different angle options, like we said. Don't do cable rows from where the pulley's below you. You're already getting that angle in deadlifts. Get the pulley above you, like at your face or higher. Do a lot of pull-ups, pull-downs. That helps to open up the tight upper lats, and that's going to really help as well, kind of counter the, the deadlift stimulus. So that is a lot of personalization considerations for back training. Hopefully that was super fun and interesting. I, I really love this stuff. It, I think it pairs well with uh, the focus of doing the chest and leg training as well. So if anybody has any questions, you want more personalization type stuff, keep letting me know. Keep me motivated. <laughs> I appreciate it. Just let me know what you want uh, to be the focus, and I'll make a like how to personalize it yeah, podcast for you. Awesome. Well, we also have training programming available on our website. We have our obviously our one-on-one -on -one service where I actually write your training for you and we communicate every single week. I do video reviews, all that stuff. And then we have new to the website. It's going to be live monthly programming. Basically, it's based on individual goals. So if you have a goal such as power building, that's going to be one of the live monthly programs. We also have uh, female shape development, functional longevity, how to be strong and functional for the rest of your life. We have pure bodybuilding program, and we have a functional athleticism program. I'm creating all of those right now. What that's going to be is every single month you get a brand new program, new exercises, new learning techniques, all the good stuff, and it's updated with my most current knowledge and you get a brand new one every single month so that's going to be super fun so if you want really good programming but you 
are hesitant to pay for the online coaching. We have like nutrition only coaching, which is just $100 a month, but the full service where I write your nutrition and training and communicate with you every single week and do uh, unlimited Q&As, that's $200 a month. So if you're looking for something a little bit cheaper, that live monthly programming is going to be cheaper. Uh, and then you can pair with that the nutrition coaching if you want. But I'm trying to give different layers and different levels, and I think that's going to be very helpful. Then we also have training templates. Don't forget about those. Training templates, basically what that is, is if you want to learn how to write your own programming. So we have the one-on-one service where I write it personally for you. We have the live monthly programming where it's written based on the goals. And then, you know, hopefully it's... It's a very good program, I know it is, but it's just not personalized, and then you have to maybe mix it up a little bit yourself, but that's why it's also cheaper. <laughs> and then we also have our training templates, which is actually like 30 to 50 page teaching documents that will teach you how to write your own training. And we're going to have it for the same focal points as well. So all of that is going to be available on the website. Please go check out our website, www.brutalironjim.com. We have a ton of free content on there as well. I have free education videos, free education resources, like nutrition advice for arthritis, cholesterol, diabetes. We have um, you know just tons of videos and tons of information. So check that out. It's all good stuff. Hopefully it's all helpful. If you ever wanted something on the site that you don't see, let me know. My email is brutalironjim at gmail.com. Okay, well, thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. I hope this was helpful for you. If you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let me know at my email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. The whole goal is to let people know that we're here and happy to help them live their healthiest and happiest lives. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. You can do that on our website, www.brutalirongym.com. There's a huge hosting cost every year. I give an hour to it every day, and we want to keep it for free. The donations help a lot. Thank you to everybody who does that. And then if you like the information we have on our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels on Instagram and YouTube. Find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.